The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome to the quick hitter version of Catch and Shoot 2.0. Along with Aaron Berlin, I'm Otto Strong. Our featured conversation this week is with Yahoo Sports senior NBA writer Vinny Goodwill. He broke the story of Kyle Lowry going to the Miami Heat and why for NBA players who've won titles, it's like going from Baltic Avenue to Park Place on the Monopoly board. From Kyle's perspective, why Miami? I think there was a comfort level with Jimmy Butler. They've been tight for years. And I think when you're looking at a guy like Kyle Lowry, when you're leaving a place like Toronto where he's been for so many years, he's gone through different coaches, going from playing with DeMar DeRozan for a long time, then winning the championship with Kawhi Leonard, and then, you know, sort of transitioning to where this team, where you're trying to figure out this team is going forward or, they, or are they rebuilding uh, in the wake of losing Kawhi? I think he wanted to go to a place that had championship aspirations. Guys, once you get a taste of playing contending basketball, I don't think you really want to go back. Like I compare it to like living on boardwalk and then saying, you know what, go back and live on Baltic Avenue. You know what I mean? Like I ain't trying to go back on Baltic Avenue. I'm trying to go from boardwalk to park place. Yes. I am a competitive monopoly player on occasion or two, you know, I have those analogies there, but, um, but yeah, I, I think the big thing, the comfort level playing with Jimmy Butler, knowing, you know, what that heat culture is all about and everything else and having always been rumored there. So clearly I think there's been a desire to play there if he was going to be moved and the fact that they had $30 million to offer him. I'm not sure that the other teams in play, whether it was, you know, Dallas or new Orleans, were going to offer that, money guaranteed on the third year so the fact that Miami was willing to do it and we know no state taxes down there and everything so they've never been necessarily afraid to spend I think it kind of made it more or less an easier decision than maybe we would see from the outside looking in how does how does Pat Riley continue to do this because I was talking Otto and I were talking about this before you joined us but we're you know you look at the heat and it's like for the last eight or so years since LeBron left, like they've been in win now mode, right? And it's regardless of what their cap situation is, where they're drafting, like they make savvy moves and they somehow continue to put this team in a situation to where you don't ever necessarily feel like they're a finals team, but they're on the precipice, right? And, and I, I say this full well knowing two years ago, they were just in the NBA finals, but like how much do players buy into that heat culture, that heat way of doing things and just how much does that weigh on these decisions and how much does South beach weigh? Cause let's, let's be honest. South beach, like you said, is another animal. Where do you want to live? Where do you want to <laughs> play? What do you want to do when you leave out of practice? It's a lot easier to practice hard when you, when the thought is, you know what y'all, we get up out of here. We can get on the boat. <laughs> you know what I mean? When we get up out of here, we can, can go take that catamaran out, out into the ocean. Yeah, like, yeah, it's easy to maintain that level of intensity when the coach says, look, man, I don't want to be here for three hours either. 
But if we're going to be here, let's go hard and let's do this. And I think the one thing that we take for granted from the outside looking in, and we could probably say to some degree of our professional lives is we work better when there's high standards. Like you respect high standards. I think if, if you let someone slide, they will. But if you meet, if you present a line that, hey, here's how things are done here. Here's a level of accountability internally that you're going to have amongst your peers. Players nine times out of 10, at least the good ones, are going to say, you know what? I don't want to be the, the bad wheel here. I don't want to be the spare tire in the trunk. I'm going to be the guy that's going to be just as intense and just as focused and everything else. And yeah, it's not for everybody. You know what I mean? And sometimes if you look at, even if you look at Eric Spolstra's, you know, coaching record, he's never won 50 games outside of LeBron James. But I still think of him as a top coach because his guys always play hard. They always seem, he always seems to sort of get the best out of those guys. Even if you're looking at the strategy or substitution patterns or whatever the case, you know, all the minutia, like I don't look at him like I look at Mike Bootenholzer. I don't look at him like, man, they got to do it without him tonight. You know what I mean? Like I don't look at, Every, you know, there's, I think, you know, I think I look at it like this. There's about seven good coaches, seven bad coaches, and a bunch of dudes in the middle to varying degrees, like they're various, various shades of gray. And he's I think 100% always, an asset to his team as opposed to a detriment. He's going to help. He's going to help you. And when you get Pat, who's got the rings, not just the rings from Miami, but the rings from LA, and people still think of Pat Riley. I don't know about you guys. If someone said, I think of Pat Riley is the hard nosed guy from New York. I would say, you know what? I could see that. If someone said Pat Riley's the Showtime coach, I could see that. If someone said Pat Riley is the South Beach guy, I can see all of that. He's had such a creative and distinctive basketball life, and he's still hungry. You know what I mean? He's still chasing LeBron James. If you think about it, he's still very upset that LeBron had the nerve to leave who leaves me who leaves this that's like that's like someone saying they leave they left Halle Berry except we've seen a few people who've left Halle Berry we don't get it but we've seen it right you know what I mean so that's that's the like the audacity of it and then you get like a hard ass like Jimmy Butler who wants to be there like they've been waiting to get a guy like a Dwayne Wade's like a standard bearer type of guy that's going to push everybody and they fell into Jimmy Butler who always seemed like a Miami I mean, he type of player and them and therefore some guys are going to want to play with him. So I, I think the Heat have a standard of what they expect from guys and people are oftentimes attracted to that. If you'd like to hear more from Benny Goodwill, check out the full version of Catch and Shoot 2.0 from Pure Hoops Media. You can also see the video version of the Catch and Shoot Quick Hitter on the Pure Hoops Media YouTube channel.